Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 291. I have an amazing Friday night planned for you guys here. Some uh, iconic rap artists, some people you know and respect in the community, both as musicians and growers. Mendo Dope, how you guys doing today? And thank you for coming, first off, man. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, brother, we're doing good. Yeah, doing real good, man. Just uh, enjoying some fresh flavors right now, and we're stoked to be back on the show, man. We got, you know, mad love for you guys and all about the culture with us. Yeah, well, like I was saying before the show, I know this community has tons and tons of respect for you, both as growers and musicians. I know you rock out in a lot of of gardens, that's for sure. In fact... I have my YouTube list is uh, it's the garden playlist. And I think you guys are like 80% of it. And it starts off with my garden. <laughs> yeah, perfect way to start a playlist like that. Yeah. That was a fun song. So, uh, yeah. It is a fun tune. You know, all of you guys is tunes are fun and to listen to bouncy, very catchy, you know, it, it rocks in a lot of gardens, for sure, for sure. That's super cool to see. So uh, let's get right from the beginning. When did you guys start with your cannabis journey? When did you? When was your first experience with the cannabis plant? Oh, Easy, you want to kick this off? The first experience? First experience. <coughs> um, <coughs> first time we really realized... Uh, what weed was special was uh, when we stole some from our uncle, actually. <coughs> the first time we ever got high with our cousin from our uncle's herb, and all of a sudden we started like, huh, this is pretty special stuff, and we knew he was liking it for a while, so all of a sudden we got we got a little taste of what he was smoking. <laughs> and then after that, it was like starting to be where we're in uh, like. Uh, middle school probably is when we started smoking. Dale started smoking pretty early. Yeah, it was pretty damn early. I think it was like fifth fifth grade or something, like sixth grade. I was like, did a couple of first little smokes with the with my bro and my cousin. And uh, yeah, from there, I mean, as we grew up into high school, uh, we started uh, meeting other other people that were growing at the time, and we started doing trimming. That was our, our introduction into the actual real ganja scene. Trimming. Well, that sounds right. Being out there in the triangle—that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what a, what a privileged life as far as cannabis goes to be right in the middle of the dank, pretty much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty awesome way to start. But has it been dank from the beginning? I mean, it seems stupid to not be, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I remember some some super dank from the very beginning. I know over time, you know, you get more of a connoisseur and weed nerd with it where you start realizing better weeds. But uh, I swear back in the day, there was some killer weed that I wish we were on our game and took clones more back in the day. Well, we we all let some of the fire strains slip through our fingers before we really realize what we got, you know? Sometimes it takes a minute. It does but, take a minute. Yeah, there's so much before you become a real. So much fire. Person. Sorry, guys. I don't mean 
cut you off. It's all good. But before I forget, uh, I did. I was supposed to pass along a message to you guys. I was speaking with uh, the Emerald Cup founder, Tim Blake, and he wanted me to say hello to you guys. Oh wow! He said he had much much respect for you guys, and be sure he he said hello. So Sweet, that's I nice. did my part. That's cool. <laughs> Appreciate that from Tim. Yeah, much love, Tim, if you're watching. Hell yeah. But, uh, so, uh, as trimmers, uh, is that was that's where you pretty much took off was like trimming your first experience around the plant. Was it you growing before then, or did you just kind of stumble in with some scissors? Uh, yeah, scissors were the first way in. We had. Um, we didn't have a spot for our own garden. It was before we even really even wanted probably to have our own garden. We wanted to grow a couple of plants, but then we just, we instantly were, we started working with a guy that was, had a whole bunch of weed. So we were started uh, with him and then it was just like an endless amount of work that never ended kind of. And then we just stayed working for a long time, a couple of years, met a lot of different people through him and learned how to grow trees through him pretty much. Like he was the first one that, that we are in the garden trimming around the trees. Yep, and uh, I mean, the first first plant that we ever grew, I remember it was uh, out of some weed that we bought from one of our friends, some super fire stuff. We found a seed in it and we stuck it into a little uh, pot in our mom's backyard. And like months later, it sprouted up naturally, did its thing. And we're like, oh my God, look at there's a little plant coming up. And we actually convinced our mom into letting it stay there and not killing it. And that was the first plant that we ever grew ourselves. And then from there, we did a couple more, a couple more, and then we gradually got our own our own place and really started to take it bigger and getting into it a lot more. Well, them guys taught you right because you guys are definitely growing the trees these days. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was only a matter of time until like our you know our parents didn't grow and our. Uh, we never really had growers in the family um, and our close family, our uncle, he grew too, but it was kind of, uh, we didn't really go to the garden ever or even see any plants that he was ever doing. It was more in the mountain kind of stuff. So eventually, yeah, we just like, it was, it was our path for sure. We're surrounded in it. <laughs> what were some of them first trees that you were growing out up there? Um, some of the very first garden, I remember we had train wreck and granddaddy purple and like pineapple tie. Yep. And like flow and blue moonshine. Um, agent orange was one of the first sub cool ones that we ever seen. I think Corkle and agent orange, one of the first years. Yep. And I remember like, you know, the first couple of years into growing, uh, we did the dairy queen and, uh, space bomb we had the third dimension or not a third dimension our buddy had a third dimension but we had a, a flave we had a whole bunch of varieties over the time we started really getting into tga genetics like early on from one of our buddies uh our homie nick b who actually passed away um he's the one who introduced us to tga because he found him on uh on some of the forums online and he was quick on it. he's like man this guy looks like he's got some super fire we gotta try this stuff out and, uh, you know, the first couple of things that we ever saw grown, like by one of our friends, that was the, the third dimension, the Jack, the Ripper and the agent orange. And it definitely stuck in our head right away. It was like, Oh man. Yeah. You can see there was a difference there between different stuff that we were growing previously. 
definitely some fire there. I was curious on when that connection came about there, you know. You guys were such big supporters of each other, you know what I mean, which was pretty awesome you know, <laughs> to see yeah. both both come up and uh, support each other there. And I thought it was awesome that you guys were one of the first ones I can remember anyway, as far as like putting together the 10 pack, you know, strain songs. I thought that was just fucking genius, to be honest. Yeah. So them are some of my favorites still. I, I One of my favorite, the Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that. <laughs> love that too. That's a cool uh, That yeah. whole CD was good. That CD was really cool. It definitely captured a moment in time. Like when we were rocking with Sub, things were all so cool at that time. Everything was going good. And uh, we had so much fun, all of us together up in the studio at Kalu's. Like I'll never forget all of us in there, you know, Sub, Jill, Kalu, TC, Frenchie was up in there. And it was just so much fun laying down these songs. And you know, some of them we recorded at our house studio and we'd show sub and we'd be like, what you think about it? And he's like, oh man, I'm fucking loving it. And he was throwing out ideas. Maybe you guys could do something like, uh, I remember for the Vortex song, you know, he, uh, sub was a big fan of like the parliament funkadelic and like the old school rock and different stuff. So he was like, you guys got to do some kind of vibe of this, uh, this maggot brain song. I'm going to send you the link for it. <laughs> Check it out. So we were soaking it up for a while. We're like, oh man, this is super dope. And right away we're like, we get our, our guitar player Johnny to, to kick it off and do something super sick and it ended up being for that Vortex song and oh man that one came out so dope and it was just really fun working on that album and having Sub's input of what he was you know envisioning and strains that he wanted to do strains that we wanted to do and it just came out like a really cool album and definitely something that that we feel yeah no one had ever done at the time and you know maybe people are starting to do some more stuff like it more and more these days but yeah, we're definitely that was a that was a, a super dope one. Yeah. You guys do fucking pretty much dominate the genre for sure. Every time High Times has come to Michigan, I've always every time an artist has been announced, I've been like, Oh, why can't we get a fucking Mendo dope here? <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. That's what, high, high times that's at least what we want to hear. Yeah, they, you know, High Time started, uh, I feel like they started taking notice and seeing us, you know, when they, they did bring us out to one of the shows out in the Santa Rosa High Times. You know, unfortunately, it wasn't one of the biggest High Time shows, but we got to rock with them and they gave us some love before. So we got we got love for High Times. Hopefully, you know, in the future, things change with all this stuff going on. And, and once shows kick on again, you know, we're we're ready. High Times is rocket. <laughs> Well, I guess this would be just as good a time as any to, uh, to tell you that story I was telling you about a little bit. You know, it's it's about the song Weed Nerd. And I want to tell you, I want to say right now, thank you for that song, by the way. You know, it represented, you know, it was a good representative of sub and the culture. But it does mark a culture, you know, uh, even though in the passing, you know, there is a huge group, myself included. I've got the fucking weed nerd on my leg tattooed. <laughs> I am a motherfucking weed nerd, just like in the song. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of us still play that as, you know, pretty much an anthem. And, uh, you know, that represents us, you know. And when you play that, you feel like it's being played almost about you as you, you know, pound it out. And uh, But this is my story, guys. This is my story. Uh, I was down 
this was in December of uh, last year, right before Sub passed. Sub was a good friend of mine. So uh, I was actually, I had to drive downstate and pick up a vehicle from downstate. So I had me, myself, and someone else driving another one of my vehicles. So I come up and we stopped mid-state and got some gas. And I was in my truck. My truck is, what, 2003, doesn't have Wi-Fi. So I had uh, a Bluetooth, you know, playing through my radio. And so we fuel up and I take off and head down the highway. And uh, no, keep in mind, some of the story... It, it's all true, but some of it I didn't find out until after I got home because of the way it played out. So I take off, I fuel up and take off. As soon as I hit the key, what's playing? Fucking weed nerd. So I, for course, turn it up and head on my way. I'm rocking out, jump on the highway, doing my thing. So I'm traveling along, doing my thing, and I get further down the road. And uh, obviously, my playlist has cycled back through and we nerds back up. And of course, I'm not turning it down and I'm not fast forwarding. I love that shit. So I fucking crank it back up and I fucking spark up and I'm rocking out. And I couldn't help but notice, you know, as I'm uh, fucking rocking out, you know, because you guys know the beat, you know, it's got a bounce to it. I can't help but notice the gentleman in front of me is bouncing along at the same pace. And I'm like, no fucking way. No way. There's no, there's not a you know, radio, you know, I, it wouldn't be played on the radio. I wish it were, yeah. but you know, not through that area. So I'm, the guy in front of me had to be thinking, this is fucking awesome, man. How is, you know, Mendo Dope blasting through my radio? But I'm sitting there and I'm fucking rocking along and smoking and I'm fucking bouncing, you know, fucking holding the joint up, fucking weedner, fucking. And I look up and he's fucking bouncing along. And I'm like, he's fucking, I know he's fucking listening, man. I know he's fucking listening. He bounced all the way to the end of that song. And I'm sitting there in disbelief going, how in the fuck is this happening? There's no way he's got to be listening to this. So I'm just fucking, I, I'm cheesing the whole way. <laughs> thinking that's awesome. I know he's listening to my shit. I just know it. So I get home and person that's driving my other vehicle is like, man, you pulled out of that gas station and all you could hear blasting through my radio was fucking weed nerd. <laughs> so yeah. That's exactly what was happening. That thing must put out a pretty strong signal that draws out other radio signals when I'm close. <laughs> but they heard me like a half mile, you know, when I left and got on the highway, they were still sitting there and they said they could hear it when I was headed down the highway. So they were most definitely not only hearing my tune, but random chance was a motherfucking weed nerd. You know what I mean? So I get home and it was one of them days where, you know, Sub was kind of bummed out. And I said, brother, you know, you should not doubt yourself. You're reaching what we do here in the community is fast. I says, I told him the whole story. I said, what are the odds that I can be creaming down the road, listening to the weed nerd? And there's another one fucking weed nerd right in front of me. 
probably just you know stoked that this miracle fucking bled through his fucking radio you know what i mean he probably saw it as some kind of sign and shit probably went home and bought a pack and shit i don't know why but the wiener just come bleeding through my radio man i gotta get me a package telling me something but yeah there's fucking tons of weed nerds out of there. I'm going to say the same thing that I told you. It shows you exactly how far and wide you guys are actually leaving your mark. Yeah. And, uh, it's quality music, and there's no reason it should be, but, man, we love it, man. Keep making it, man. I know I'm myself. I'm stoked for Weed Nerd Nation, too. You know, this is going to be it's gonna be a good one. I know. I know it. I haven't even heard it, and I know it's going to be good. <laughs> It's definitely, uh, it's going to be a real good one. And, and we definitely uh, want to thank, you know, the whole Weed Nerd Nation, all you guys, you know, you guys, you guys keep us uh, pumped up and motivated to keep doing it. You know, when we get all this love and we see the videos, people jamming out the songs in their garden, you know, it that's what we do it for. So it inspires us to go even deeper into the cannabis culture music. And, and I feel like this new album, man, you guys are definitely going to be in for a treat. That's uh, we got some special stuff coming. <laughs> right on. Well, you're not just leaving the mark in the music industry too. You guys are kind of setting the standard as far as most of us are concerned, as far as outdoor goes too. You know, we there's a lot of people that are watching every move you guys make, wanting to grow the trees just like the Cali boys there, fucking. You guys do set a pretty high bar, that's for sure. I mean, the locomotion, back to that era there. I remember that locomotion you guys grew right before the bus there. That thing was a monster. That's like, in my opinion, that'd be a dream plan. (laughs) (laughs) That was a beauty. That one, there was, we were trying to get the biggest clone we've ever grown on that plant, I remember. And that thing was, it was ginormous, especially for a clone. Crazy. Yeah, we've been lucky to to be where we're at to to grow these big trees out here, and you know some of the genetics that we get to work with, they just do so well out here, and we've seen such oh man, things that just rage. Some of you know some of Sub's old strains that we used to do, like the Dairy Queen, when we did it outside for the the How to Grow DVD Part One. That plant was a beast in that thousand gallon pot. It was such a monster, like. We love growing like big trees. It's always fun for us just to see how big we could get a plant, and and over time we've uh, it's just became like just secondhand to us where we don't even think about it. Sometimes we're just on a roll of doing what we always do, and and that's what's cool about putting out these videos with like Mark with Green Shock Farms, these Green Dope Project videos is kind of being able to take people along with us on the journey of you know starting from planting all the way up to harvest and just getting to show people more in depth on it and uh, teaching while we're doing it. You know, that that's awesome because, you know, there's a lot of people when they do make videos, it's like sporadic. It's not, you know, it's cloning on this plant, but you never really see that plant go through the phases. You guys have marked the way with seasons, you know, and that's, that's awesome. And everybody likes to see that training, how it works from start to finish. And you guys provide that. That's, it's a, a valuable learning tool, you know, to be able to reference back to. You know? I yeah, appreciate it. I know a lot of people, other people do as well. Yeah, it's cool to see, like, even so, problems, too, that they can end up pulling out. Mostly, like, at the end of every year that we've been filming, we always end up somehow pulling it off, and there's been a lot of problems throughout every year. 
and it's, uh, it's cool to see how that you just keep on watering them, keep them happy, that it's, it'll all be worth it in the end. <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of got a little ahead of ourselves here. Let's rewind a little bit back to, you know, the earlier portion of the story there. So did, did you guys continue to pretty much focus outside and your grow there? Um, like on the outdoor grows and such, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, was that the process? You said the first one was outdoors there, but did it continue to stay outdoors? Yeah, it, we stayed strictly outdoors. It was for a bit, you know, we had a couple small little, you know, little little huts that we did the one-lighters in and experimented with our first few little indoor rooms but it wasn't for a while down the down the line that we actually worked in some real actual you know like a four light room or something that we're get to see in some real indoor growth on um but we yeah it's mainly when we stick to the outdoor full sun grown is our is our main thing for sure yeah, I was gonna, that was going to be my next question was pretty much, you know, indoors got to be kind of a joke to you guys, basically just starter rooms, I would think, just enough to get whatever's going to be ready for the outdoor, you know, and maybe in trying times. <laughs> yeah, personal, like, maybe. Personal stuff for the wintertime, yeah, like, <laughs> we like to have some indoor coming off every once in a while because we like smoking outdoor so much more, but still nice to have indoor every once in a while and there's there's certain strains that just <clears throat> that grow better indoors that you know we can't get that same style of like it's like certain like og cushions and such that just don't grow the same outdoors as they do inside so it's always nice to have some different things like grown inside that are you know we definitely love the indoor too but majority outdoor when you're indoor are you guys in soil there as well yeah, we pretty much do the exact same thing. We have the we have like nice big pots, like fifteen gallon pots. We do like subcool pretty much. Four plants of light, nice big. We got a tomato cage in there, and then trellis the top, so they're nice and secure, like we do them outside pretty much. Like dry men, mints, and teas. So it's is the is the interest in music and wanting to rat building at the same time. Is it almost, you know, neck and neck, you guys' interest in wanting to do music with, when did uh, that kind of fall in? I think, yeah, it was was pretty much like hand in hand the whole time, like, because, you know, ever since back in high school, when when I first started actually, you know, free, it was all started with like freestyle rapping with some homies, you know, like just having fun. And then in, in class, I started getting into writing, you know, with poems and things. And I got into writing actual verses and starting I got more into the writing than freestyle. And so I got from there, <clears throat> we were always doing a little bit of music and then doing the trim stuff on the side. And then, yeah, I think everything was kind of growing at the same time where we, as we began to grow our own plants, we started to build our own studio. Uh, that's when, around the time we met with Reek Daddy back in um, like 2005. 2005, 2006, this year. Yeah, when we first met with Reek Daddy, who was a, uh, for people who don't know, you know, Reek Daddy was an artist out of Vallejo, California, from the Crest side. He rapped with like Mac Dre and Jay Diggs and all the, the homies from up there. So we were bumping Reek Daddy since we were young, you know, before we got into music, we were listening to Reek Daddy and all these cats. And then one of our buddy actually randomly ran into Reek Daddy at a gas station and 
uh, hooked him up with some weed and he and re gave him some posters and CDs and he came back telling us and we're like no shit really you actually met with Reek like, he's like yeah and he gave me his number and said man if you guys got the trees hit me up and we're like I don't know Reek's the he's pretty gangster I don't know if we should go up there and uh, that was when like Bleezy and a couple of his homies they went up there and met him a few times and it was actually Reek Daddy and he was hella cool ass dude and after a little bit I went up there and I got to meet him and that was at the beginning when we were just doing you know, small little recordings in our closet. We didn't have nothing set up yet. Um, and I remember asking Reek if we could come up and maybe record a song with him sometime just for fun because we were doing a little music. And he was like, oh, I didn't know you guys did the music. So, yeah, come on up. And that's where it kicked off with our whole music career, you know, was was through Reek Daddy putting us on back in the day and giving us a chance. And he, he got us into it as the NYB boys and gave us the name Mendo Dope and from there on, we, we got real deep into music and it was a huge, you know, motivation and push for us. Like, holy shit, Reek's actually digging it and wants us to to do this. Like, we, we got to do this. And at the same time, we're, we're still growing a few plants and, and getting more and more plants and getting into music more. It was a mm-hmm. super trippy looking back on it now, like how far, how long it's been since the first like underground album came out in 2007. So it's uh, been quite a journey. Which one was that? Was it Savages? Which one came out first? Not the, there's, there's a whole shit. There's a, the very first one would be uh, the NOIB Boys CD that we printed ourselves. We printed the paperwork and printed the artwork on the disc and everything. We maybe made like <coughs> 200 CDs of that or something. And then the first real album came out through City Hall, which was a distribution company out here in the Bay. And um, that was uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Which both of those CDs aren't really online anymore. We were going to put Welcome to the Jungle back on, but we still haven't yet. But we have it kind of queued up, ready to to do like a re-release from back in the day. But <coughs> after that, like, <clears throat> if to, to think of Savages, like in between Savages and... That first album that we put out, we put out, I think, like 13 or 14 albums or something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the spread. All those aren't online no more either. That was before we got our own distribution label and our and owned our own label and stuff. So it's yeah. a whole <clears throat> crazy amount of music we made for a long time, <laughs> just practicing and playing. And, and then all that stuff was just kind of, a different style than what we wanted than what we ended up evolving into so when we had our own label we just started with the with um i think brain cells popping maybe was the yeah. first one that came out like on the on our new label that we actually started ourselves. and then after that it was planters of the trees and tga's 10 pack of mendo dope you ever see that brain cells popping album yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. the first album we did that. Every single song on that album was four minutes, 20 seconds long. It was like 17 songs that were all 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a trip. Like, yeah, all the stuff before that. Like, I remember it was 2012 when we released, like on our old label that we had, 2012, we released an album every month. So we dropped 12 albums that year. And it was a combination of, like through the time of once we got with Reek Daddy, like in 2000, like after the Underground album came out, pretty much we were we were in the studio heavy. Like we built a studio at, in our in our mom's backyard at the time, and in the shed in the back. And man, we would just be out there recording 
a song, two songs every day. Like we just got in the groove of just being straight music, making stuff, making stuff. And like way too much stuff uh, we were to even release. But as we kept going and like we dropped our first album in 2009. After that, we dropped a, a couple more things. But a lot of our friends were like, man, you guys have so much music. You should put more of this out. And we're like, yeah, we do have all kinds of stuff. And we're like, we should just go for the gold and let's drop an album every month and like put together a, a mix of songs that we recorded over the time. And also like make a couple new songs for each CD, like to really bring the concept together, which like, I can't even remember the full list of all the CDs we did. There was like Dopeology volume one, two, and three. There's a uh, positive vibes, positive vibes, uh, Dopeville for the Cuddies, 420 feet below ground, uh, <laughs> lyrical serial killer. Like we, we did so much crazy different things and they are all like crazy different vibes too. And we really got into them like with different feelings and albums you could tell, but over the time, like, especially once we got our new label, like, that's when they're like, I think it was 2000. Yeah. Around 2012 or something when we first met with DJ ignite and we started going to Kalu studio, like for the first time. And uh, that was when it really opened our mind and our, and our ears for sure. Like Bleezy, especially Bleezy instantly learned so much from Kalu about, you know, yeah. mixing music and producing where it was like, Holy shit. Like our old music is starting to sound real crazy. It's got, it needs a lot of work. Like, we should now, now that we know what we know and we have our new label, let's start fresh and take off all the old music and, and kick the new ball rolling. So now it's like, we have like, I mean, we have hundreds of songs that are in the archives that, you know, people, nobody's ever heard and all kind of funny stuff that we did experimenting with. But that was just the journey of us really finding, finding out who we were in the music and what we were supposed to do and really go a hundred percent in this cannabis culture music and, I think that was the the way we were supposed to go for sure. I like uh, life cycles. A lot yeah. of the stuff you guys did with the DJ Ignite. Yeah, super cool songs we did with DJ Ignite. Yep, and that the other homie on that one was Pistallion, who is actually on our the latest single, Agricultural Racism, and that's the same cat on the hook singing. So we still still work with Pistallion. He's a super cool cat. He was out of Vallejo and. Yeah, he killed it on the song, too. So many great tunes, man. I what a fucking month. Oh, my. I can't even. You say, as soon as you said that, I, you know, because I've wondered this, you guys, before I even realized how big the catalog was before. You know, I wonder how the hell you guys remember all those lyrics, you know, for. <laughs> yeah, there's something. I mean, especially at. 12 albums a month. That's a lot of fucking words, man. That's a lot of words. That was was 242 songs in that one year. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty Because every album we do, we try to pack the whole album. We don't ever do like a 12-song album or an 8-song album or something. Yeah, we always have to do 15, 18 songs. How much more time we have? We can sneak another song on here. But I know as a consumer, I appreciate that. That's for sure, man. Yeah, that's what we want. Like fun to get much longer albums from everyone. And anytime yeah. there was a real long album, we, we we were so into it. And yeah. for years of listening to music and soaking up music while we were smoking, right when we first, like, before we started making music and after we really started just touching into barely doing it, we started really listening to songs, like, even way more and, 
getting way more into the way the song was sounding and what they were doing with like especially me with the beats to where like it's just <clears throat> we somehow have like this weird brain of music to where if i hear a beat i'll know i instantly i've heard it before like it only takes a couple seconds for me to know if i've heard it already and then with him with lyrics is the same way where he remembers lyrics and and we'll know like so quick if it's been done before or if someone's already said it kind of or something like that so we're always like when i start making a beat i try to so hard to make something new every time because i instantly can oh yeah i did this or i remember this or this sounds like this person or whatever it's like trying to be different as much as possible just because we can remember things so much and we know what we've done and what we've heard in our life it's, it's trippy yeah, I mean, you guys have made a lot of songs. I mean, I don't mean to just kind of keep blowing smokes up your ass, but man, there's a lot of songs that I've rocked out, you know. Fucking, I'm from the mountains was another favorite one of mine. That whole <laughs> genre that was, that whole CD was fucking awesome. There, in this, there isn't a song on that CD in particular that I don't like. Was that as planters of the tree one yeah. and two, right? There's yeah. two discs set. Yeah, there was not a song on either CD that you can fucking <laughs> bounce to. Yeah, that, that was definitely that was our best CD that we made at the time. Like for all those albums we were making and all the songs that were like that album was really the next like change in the way like the music sounded and the way the beats were put together and then having live instruments. Yep, and then just getting that real. The, like the, the cannabis culture out there really and then working with the reggae dudes with the hip-hop and putting like everything that we always wanted to do in, into one album northern california that's one of my other favorite ones <laughs> who made the beats please he made this one <laughs> please he made this one <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that Planters album was really cool, and that's definitely one that stays at the top for a lot of people. You know, it's definitely it was a, a super epic timing of it when everything was going on. Super classic songs. That I'm from the Mountain song. I remember. I'm, I don't remember exactly when we recorded the original version, but <clears throat> we had a that song like recorded like years before, like a different version of it that we made like a long time ago, and. We, we brought it back to life and said, like, oh man, we got to make like, a, make this into something real and, and bring it like now that we know what we do. And like at the beginning of just like making songs and just writing random things and putting it together and not, not necessarily being on a full concept and making too much sense, just having fun with it to now evolving to really knowing how to put songs together. Like we brought that one back to life and I'm super glad we did. Cause <clears throat> yeah, still up to this day, that's one of the biggest songs. That's a, it's a classic. It, we love that one. Especially like for concerts and stuff. Like that song's so fun to play at concerts now with the full band. And <clears throat> here one day soon, we're going to record some of those songs. Like some of the, like there's a nice chunk from Planters of the Trees and a nice chunk from the 10 pack that we do live. And we're going to record those with the band in a real studio. And man, when everyone hears like what it sounds like when it's really recorded nice with the whole band, it's like those songs are so crazy in the way that they that they can be played still like it's so crazy before we ever really knew a lot of real band kind of the way bands work and stuff and now having like those songs played live is just so sick sounding 
Yeah, I hope that uh, when things let up, we can get you guys to Michigan here because it's long overdue. Long overdue. Yeah, Michigan's so, so long overdue. A lot of fans here, that's for sure. A lot of fans here. Cool. Can't wait to finally get over there. We've got to a nice little amount of places, but we got a lot more to go. And I can't think, you know, even as I think back at that, that time, I couldn't imagine, you know, being in Cali at that moment with you guys and planting through the trees, hanging out on the hill with sub. I mean, seemed like that would be a, a pretty good moment, you know, in time, like things were really popping off, you know, kind of had life by the balls. That's you guys didn't take it, man. You guys sure took that shit and ran with it. That's for sure, man. That's <laughs> off to you guys. <clears throat> yeah, it's super cool to think about for sure. And we knew weed was going to be where it's eventually coming to right now. You know, there's no doubt that weed wasn't going to be legal, like, worldwide. There's We knew it's going to be controlled pretty good, but we knew that the, the cannabis wasn't getting held back any longer, that it was going to be coming strong. And we were willing to put ourselves on blast for the plant before it was all the way legal because we knew it wasn't not that far away at all. So I guess... Who's some of your favorite artists that you've gotten to work with? I know that's kind of an unfair question to you know people you've worked with, and who might be uh, uh, somebody that you'd like to reach out and work with, you know, for uh, a collab. Right uh, we have like a dream CD that we've kind of put together in our head of what we would do if we had unlimited resources, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, the list would for sure have uh, Redman, Be Real, um, Damian Marley, Stephen Marley probably. Um, Snoop was is halfway on the list. He's halfway off. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Um, I'm for the epicness of it. Snoop would definitely be cool, but he's just legendary for sure. But he's not like he's a too big of a fan of white people, so it's not like it's fun when you know that's a fact <laughs> <laughs> and when we got a chance to or try to meet him he wasn't even that cool or we didn't even get to talk to him because his uh, security was just outrageous but who knows snoop, <laughs> but maybe one day snoop would be a something if we could bring snoop dog out to live in the garden i don't see how he wouldn't trip out and be super stoked about it like i feel like any of these like top dudes like you know be real and red man the cats that really represent for weed and have been doing it for a long time, they'd love it. They'd have so much fun out in the garden. And, you know, we, we did the smoke box with be real, which was super dope, you know, shout out to be real, the Cypress Hill crew. And that was super sick. It was off the chains. And we talked to him about the live in the garden and have, having him come out to record with us. And he said he would definitely be down, but those guys, the schedule is so crazy. And then once, you know, the whole COVID thing hit, it was a shit show trying to work with anybody in person. That's for sure. It would be pretty cool to actually meet uh, Be Real, that's for sure. Yeah, he's super cool. Uh, um, Willie Nelson, for sure. I'll, also, I just thought about that right now. Is he's on the list, too. That would be epic to have on a song with him. So that's the dream team for the future. But uh, So who has been one of your favorite collabs in the past? Um, shit. There's been a, a few that were pretty close tie. And then like Michael Rose was a super crazy one. 
and just having someone that's that's like that crazy good at music and seeing how they work was pretty insane he's like a the first grammy award-winning reggae artist i think right grammy nominator or something he was he was in the black uhuru group and he had so many hit songs and even like damian marley's last album he sampled one of uh the songs that michael rose did i mean uh yeah yeah that uh what's the song have you ever Damn. Have you ever had uh, one of somebody join you on stage that uh, you weren't surprised or you know what I mean? Rock with you. Um, hmm. Yeah, well, I can't think right now. I mean, I know like on on stage mode, like it's always such a, a blast jamming with the band, like uh, with Trevor, Trevor Lyon, Mr. Blap. Uh, Bleezy and Johnny, all of us together, like, <clears throat> that's definitely, like, some of the, the funnest, like, epic feelings being on stage with the whole band jamming like that, everyone vibing on the same thing together. Like, there's been some epic times doing the DJ shows for sure and rocking, but but rocking with the band, that's been uh, definitely legendary and taken it to a whole new level. Like, it's been super dope. I was, it was so fun, the, like, the very first time I ever even got to rap like with a band beat, like not just on a track. Like I remember Marlon Asher brought me up on stage at like, uh, I think it was Cali Roots Festival or, or something like that. We went to hang out with mm -hmm. him and he brought us up on the stage to sing one of the songs we did. And man, it was so trippy. Like I, I kind of stumbled on a part and I was like, oh shit, I had to catch myself and then come back in on it. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, it was so different rapping to a live band that's like you know the tempo swaying the different feeling of the song it's to it's a whole different vibe and it definitely opened my mind up huge and it was so much fun it was like oh man it was just like that rush of like holy shit this is so cool of everyone jamming like this is happening right now so once we got to form the band and start doing that and you know rocking like the boston freedom rally it's been like such epic times that's been for me the funnest times on stage for sure is with rocking with the band yeah even i was just thinking too wow. I was thinking that the, uh one time uh peter dante came out on the boston freedom rally the dude from a lot of adam sandler movies he's a <laughs> he's a super cool dude he came out and did a couple songs with us for fun and did some little reggae cover songs and that was super cool we got to meet him and do other songs actually with him that aren't released yet and that was a super crazy epic time we've been watching movies like grandma's boy and seeing him for so long and then having him singing with us on stage while we're all playing it's just like no way yeah that, that, <laughs> that definitely was super epic crazy and then just like well in my we've got the chance to work with like so many artists over the time you know like it's been so cool like just going from the the super hip-hop side of when we started with reek daddy and and working with cats like doobie and uh and yeah. Miami and Billy Bo and some of these old school cats that were around up to like being able to work with, you know, these legends in the reggae industry, like Pato Banton and Marlon Asher and uh, Winstrong. He's been a super fun one to work with. He's, he's one of the funniest dudes we've been around. He's always, yeah. <laughs> it's always a crack up when we're in the studio together. Um, making weed nerd was like super epic. I remember, we knew like after we after we recorded the weed country song that was one of those epic ones we did with winstrong and it was like man 
I think we get Winstrong on the chorus for Weed Nerd. I think he'd be the one to do it. And and he came up with the chorus, you know, and it worked out so dope. And definitely, you know, there's been everyone. I mean, <clears throat> there's so it's hard to name all the artists that we've worked with now. Looking back on the stuff, it's like holy shit, we've got the chance to get in the studio and do stuff with a lot of people. And overall, I'd say like ninety nine percent of them have been super dope and, and cool people. Well, I love the feel of the uh, the band aspect and the rap, you know, that when you guys released In My Zone, that shit was fucking fire. I still yeah. love the you know the way that shit flows. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one that we played too on concerts. That one's super cool. That one, uh, Kalu made that one. Kalu's made so many dope beats. When we met Kalu, and uh, we knew, like, he was already a big producer. He's a platinum producer and stuff. He made, like, a masterpiece make him say uh and he did uh e40 songs and he did mac dre's uh um stupid doo dumb album and just like so many crazy albums he did that was albums we listened to so many times before we knew who made the beats and like so many different albums that he made beats on that we liked certain songs and we realized later oh that's a kalu beat oh that's a kalu beat and it's just like crazy just that we were able to get him to come out to the garden and then make beats from scratch in the garden. So every time like we do a CD, we try to get like at least to him to come out and make a beat or two. And that in my zone one was one that he did. That was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Kalu in the garden is so sick. <laughs> Slapping the bass. It was like, holy shit. It was definitely, that was legendary. Like it was, it was super epic. Like we got, you know, so much love and respect for Kalu. Like, uh, He's laced us up a lot. He's taught us a lot about the music game and the, and the business side of it and leveled us up and got us on our on our professionalism and just like him teaching us a lot with music. And we can always come to him with, you know, questions about music, what he thinks about it, what he hears in it, what we can do better. So, you know, shout out to Kalu. Got much love for him. Well, I can tell you right now, you, you guys have progressed as you guys have came along. But man, the good, the old stuff is still just as good as a lot of the new stuff. Don't, don't, you know, knock you guys yourself out there, man. I still enjoy listening to a lot of the older stuff as well as the new stuff. And very much looking forward to Weed Nerd Nation too. That's man, for sure. That's a for big cool. album. There's a, it's packed too, all the way to the brand, like 17 songs or something. A couple skits in there. But and man, it's a big, long album so many different like we tried to get real serious i premeditated a lot of the beats this this year because we had time and we knew the covid thing was going to be weird so i slowly i was able to hand pick beats for the album we we're able to get like what we thought sub like so like more it's like a little bit like a couple songs that got some heavy guitar and some hard drums and stuff like real live sounding and couple sick hip-hop slappers it's like it's a good mix a couple real deep ones too i'm sure we're gonna fucking love that shit no doubt no doubt and you guys you know squeeze as much as you guys can squeeze out of the cannabis industry and i love that shit i mean so you as well as enjoying life in the you know the emerald triangle you know, putting out some uh, killer music. Uh, now you guys have, you know, uh, stepped it up a little bit in your growing aspect and you've taken breeding on as well. 
So how's that aspect of life been going with uh, producing some fire crosses? I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, what you guys, as far as that goes, I mean, you guys been laid an awesome man as far as uh, being able to put down, put forth the strain and now, you know, market it with your music and stuff. So, I mean, you guys have a lot of tools for, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's for like, breeding. It's a full circle I mean, thing that's happened now throughout the time that we, we, see, we saw it coming and even like to be able to like say it with the seeds is, is even crazier, but yeah, like make your own seeds, grow your own weed, then go to a cup where you can sell it legally and perform at that cup was like crazy full circle dream that we always thought was crazy. And it's happened a couple of times and it's for sure going to start to happen more. And it's just like, it's a crazy circle. It, it all helps each other out. It all works together really cool to where we're able to still do, do bowl. And well, I think it's great in another way too, because you guys get to leave your mark with your music, a, eh? and then you know leave a mark with the strain. There's the chance that you know there could be somebody in the future that may not ever hear the tunes be reefing on some Mendo Dope Bread <laughs> cannabis, <laughs> and actually hear a tune someday and be like, "No shit, them guys, wow." Yeah, look back and no see. shit. Oh. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's so funny. <laughs> and you know, working with Subcool, you know, he's the one who uh he definitely he definitely pushed us into into starting doing our breeding thing. Like for a while, you know, being around Sub and watching him do his breeding thing and, and creating all these strains, it was always super cool. And we just never got into it that much ourselves with what we were already doing with growing and music and we just hadn't ventured there yet, but he was telling us like man you guys have look at what you guys have done everything you could do and it's time for you guys to make some strains you guys gotta make something and let's create your first strain together and it was you know super epic that we got to make you know the first strain that we ever made was the Mendo dope strain and it was with subcool at at his house that you know we were watching him do the weed nerd front that we got to go up and hang out and do the weed nerd shows with him and be right in the breeding room and see it happen and shake the pollen on the plants like it was an epic experience and it definitely got us into it. And like, we definitely it sparked a interest in our mind of wanting to create strains and it just started becoming a lot cooler and uh, working with green shock farms after, and like, he's been breeding for over 20 years and making all kind of cool, crazy strains. And it was just like, man, this is definitely super legit to, to start getting into this and creating our own strain and make something new. It's like, we love cannabis so much, you know, who doesn't like to see a new flavor and smoke on a different taste and see a different kind of flower. So it's definitely just another route for us to just get more into cannabis and, and just show our love to it and create some cool new strains. So what's in the kitchen now, if you don't mind me asking what's available, what's, what's kind of might not, we might not know about. The, there's a, a lineup that we dropped that we made last year that we've been testing now for a bit and uh, we released it on January 1st and that's uh, mostly Menno Dope uh, male crossed to a couple of things since we've now made the Menno Dope and when we made that strain after Sub's house burnt down we lost all those seeds we remade the Menno Dope so we could have it again. Sub sent us a bunch of corkle and we found a new male 
and then um, we made the, our wreak havoc the same time we did that uh, seed stock because we had a poison OG that was really nice. So we hit it with that coracle when that exploded. And then um, after that, now it's like we've been playing around with Mark for a bit, but we, we wanted to make the mental dope into some things now, like especially um, different things that we've smoked for days that were like the Mendo stuff. There's Mendo perps. So we got the mental perps cut and we crossed the mental dope to Mendo perps now. Derpity derps. That's called derpity derps. <laughs> <laughs> we just went dummy South Park, stupid name with that one. It's a super funny name. Yeah, the more that we say it, the more like we just like it. <laughs> Can't wait to have some derpity derps. <laughs> and then some of the other stuff like that, you know, the vanilla Kush that we've had that strain with us for a long time. That mother and the, you know, the first we did some crosses with uh with Mark the other year with the making the Spumoni Kush. It was a vanilla cushion tropical sleigh ride and then this year we made the we just dropped the gringo loco which was the mando dope and the vanilla kush so that was another cool brand new one that we were working on and we've had in the works for a while and ideas of of doing it and it finally yeah the gringo loco since it was so funny with that locomotion dominant uh in a lot of the mando dope plants and stuff and we had the idea to have that gringo that loco for that crazy white boy weed <laughs> so it's worked out to have the mental dope hit the, the vanilla and then get that gringo loco name out there. <laughs> the derpity derps, that's fucking good. I, I gotta <laughs> give you guys that. It's fucking good. You know what I like about that name, to be honest with you? It makes you sound like you're fucked up just by name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go into it like a dispo and they fucking didn't even know what that was. You're like, man, you got that derpity derp? They'd be like, man, you fucking drinking, dude? Derpity derp. What the fuck? <laughs> Question it. What the fuck is that talking about? <laughs> Super funny. It's very catchy, man. I dig it, man. Yep. I'd grow it just for the name. I swear I'd grow it just for the name. <laughs> There's some crazy names out there. It's hard to make a strain these days and come up with a good name because almost everything's taken. And then when you do come up with something, you want to like try to search it and type it in to see if someone's already made that strain. But then that's weird because now it's in the internet. Now Google has it. They're gonna help, help spread that shit. <laughs> Keep some of those ideas off <laughs> offline. <laughs> Don't blame you. I think it does kind of work like that. Once you kind of put it out there in the ether, it's it's there. Somebody's feeding off it. <laughs> <laughs> Something about it. <laughs> it's happened so many times with music where we've had ideas or we've done certain songs like names or concepts of songs, and then we'll hear it on the radio and some big song and we're like, oh, what the fuck? That that was our uh -huh. idea. We already did that shit. <laughs> Those bastards. It can be frustrating. That can be super <laughs> frustrating. So yeah. what's the garden going to look like this year? I mean, we're coming up on spring and guess put any thought on uh, what we're going to watch this year? The trees we're going to watch uh, grow this year? We haven't put too much of a thought into it. I know Mark's already getting the stock going for this, uh, for the big farm. And uh, with this new stuff, we're all of our new lineup that we have, we're going to be doing a pretty nice amount of that probably too outside, um, along with other clones and mothers that we kept from this year that were really nice. But 
Right now we're trying to take a slight break from the garden because it was a little bit out of control last year. <laughs> it was the most weed that we've ever harvested. It was, we set a new record for ourselves. It was out of control. It was a lot of work. It was like 60 days straight of every single day, just taking down shit and filling it up. And the whole assembly line was going. It was crazy to see. Oh man, I can I can imagine. I can only imagine though. I can only imagine. Though. It's I, like super fun the first couple weeks, and then it gets to be like holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it'd be fun the first couple weeks, to be honest with you. If you know, <laughs> you if know. you're in the know, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. in the know. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's cool the first day for you, and then it's like okay, back to work again. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty awesome, though. I, you know, but uh, we we do look forward to watching the garden grow. You know, I well, one thing I do kind of wanted to touch on was uh, grape. How you know, can you talk about that a little bit? That was kind of as far as you, you guys. That's a, one of the bummer things about living the light in the limelight, as everybody sees. You know what I mean? And, and that, that was a killer year, and that. That sucked to watch. I don't even like to listen to that fucking song, to be honest with you. <laughs> it didn't even happen to me, but I know it can happen. I swear. I had I I skipped that's one. I will not even lie to you, boys. Fucking, I skip over that song every time the raid comes on. I hear them couple beats, and I'm like, oh no, I don't. Need, <laughs> it's just the way it flows out. Yeah, you know? I am the reaper. We made that song. Like, uh, I think we made that song the night after we got rated in the morning. I think we made it that night. And the next day, the next yeah. day, I think, yeah. we wrote it that night, recorded it the next day. Super tripped out and pissed off. Yeah, that was a, definitely some crazy vibes went into that track, but it had to be done at the time. And but yeah, that was a that was just a super shitty situation, man. It was like at the, at the peak of like what we had built up to, like over our, over our whole career of growing, like that was our biggest garden that we ever had. It was looking so nice and man, for them to come and just kick us like that and take, we just lost everything, you know, cause we had everything invested into that and like the house that we were in and man, it was just so devastating. You know, it definitely, it could have been worse where we could have, you know, got a you know sentenced or did like some time or whatever but you know just for them to take everything from us and leave us you know just down flat like where we had to start over again um it was it was super crazy it was a shitty experience sorry for bringing it up i bet bet. (laughs) no it's all good i mean it's it's part of the it's part of the journey you know and that uh it was it's Maybe it was going to happen regardless one day on the track that we were going and what we were doing. And, you know, that was at the time of when we first started actually putting videos of gardens up and as when sub first started coming up and filming. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like <clears throat> after it's all said and done, it's really it's weird how it works out, but we learned, a, we learned so much from it. And then uh, sub helped us out after two. So he felt bad, even though it had nothing to do with putting things online. They, they never said nothing about that. It was all just a neighbor rat and a weird thing with the house going on and shit. So 
having too big a garden in general for a residential backyard it was a little out of hand but it was 25 plants so <laughs> it was supposed to be it was. supposed to be legal but yeah i guess yeah um but yeah it was like a lot of stuff sub got really he helped us out a shitload after that and he saw like we we're i think he was like thinking we we're gonna rat for a little bit too so he was like real cool to see that we how we handled it or whatever and um and then like pushed us to start filming the garden because we're like all right now we're gonna do six plants now it's like fuck it we're gonna put everything on film like sub does and just like uh we can only do small gardens we're gonna just blast it then because we can't get in trouble if that's what they said we could really do so now there's not really a fear of getting busted anymore but we just can't grow big plant big gardens but we're willing to switch up and not make as much money not grow as big of gardens but just put the whole thing on blast now and show people how to grow big plants yeah. like put it in the cops faces and how bullshit <clears throat> that was that they did that for for being too good of growers or some bullshit was their excuse and so it's it kind of flipped we try to flip it back on them as hard as we could yep yeah that seems silly to be punished for being super good at something <laughs> yeah, it seems very, very redundant. Yeah. If anything, it should have been a model, a model of what you could do and lessen your numbers. You know what I mean? Versus... Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's interesting for sure. And the way that they were so fucked up about it too, and how they were acting like we were just like so, uh, like super criminals. You know what I mean? And like how we should have real jobs and obviously this isn't going to work for you guys and this isn't paying off and and then now to be with the legal garden and having <laughs> all this shit on taxes paying shitloads of taxes and then no one can say shit now and it's so funny like you try to just turn us away from it and now look where it's at like you didn't think this was going to happen but obviously it's happening now they couldn't stop us <clears throat> they definitely wanted to stop us but the planters of the trees won't quit. <laughs> Got to admire shit, people like that, man. I do, man. I I say it all the time, man. And I'll say about you guys, man. You guys have squeezed a lot out of life, out of the cannabis community. You know what I mean? You've lived a good life so far, man. And I got to tell you, man, I love Dream Chasers, man. I have nothing but respect for people that fucking see something in their head and say, I want to do that and fucking do it. You know yeah. What I mean, it's, it's pretty damn awesome, man. So shout out to you guys dude, for not, not letting it quit, not letting that raid fucking take you down and morally and fucking you guys just picking up, taking off. And shout out you guys for fucking keep stepping up the game, you know, keep pushing the dream a little bit further, you know, staying hungry and shit, you know, it's good. It's, you know, awesome to see. And it's, you know, it gives other people that, you know, want to have dreams and shit and want to fucking do shit. It makes them feel like it's possible. You know, yeah. actually it's very true, man. Watching guys like you and everybody else come up, you go, God damn, man, I can do this. Man. I've actually said that to my nephews about you guys. You know, when uh, back in the earlier days, like fucking 2012 and shit, when, you know, fuck, I first started kind of hearing a little bit of you guys. Uh, 
fucking the guy I was with all the time would pick, compare Daniel to fucking my nephew. And I'd be like, see, you can do this. You get, you know what I mean? You, you got, there is a similarity, Chief, and you could do this just like these guys do it and shit. And uh, I tell him that to these to this day, to be honest with you. Never give up on your dream. So you can turn turn things around at any time. But, you know, yeah, It's awesome to see that, you know, so with that being said, man, do you think uh, where were you? Do you think you guys will come to a point where you'll just kind of like choose, <laughs> choose one? I mean, hell, you guys got uh, you're hiring in quite a few fires right now. You think of come an avenue where you go? Well, you're just gonna concentrate on music, or you know, do you think that uh, you'll be it's able hard. to keep the fire? Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> we're for sure. We, I like to, to do, we've always joked about letting shit randomly work out. And just like the ladies' man movie was super funny to us back in the day of just everything will randomly work out. And we just kind of let it ride and kind of stay on focus, but just kind of let roll with the punches, see what happens, and just keep bobbing and weaving through what's happening next and how much we can do in general, like with a, with Daniel having a family too, starting to build up with his first kid and now his second kid's on the way and probably not too far off anymore either. So it's 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 going to be another different kind of handful right there. <laughs> and I've thought about how it would be if we focused all our energy on one thing. But music is super fun, but it's really like, it's not all that, uh, and it's not as fun once you take it full throttle and be all the way serious and be a full musician i don't think and the sacrifices you have to do and the shit you got to put up with and just the amount of on the road stuff you're doing the amount of uh <clears throat> saying if you especially if you're signed to a label or whatever that headache would add on to everything it's just it's fun for us to be able to to make music for our own for like what we like to do and like our own like whatever like to get stuff off our heads and to put things out there and that it's still like um, that we still building fans and getting more and more people is always like fun for us to, to always try to get more, like more listeners and try to find more weed nerds out there. And as the culture gets bigger and more people learn about weed, there's more fans coming and people that understand what this music's actually talking about. So it kind of like, we'll just ride like that so we can still do a lot of growing and, the breeding is is not as as hard as we thought it was back in the day. You know, you could for sure be full time breeder and take it all the way serious, but it's fun to just kind of keep making new things and and liking something that you keep working with up instead of making f. Like I don't think we'd ever get into like making f tens and to go in like into full breed mode because we're just always like moving forward so fast, just to seeing what's coming up next. Yeah, it seems like, you know, we have, it's so fun doing all this stuff where I don't think we'll ever really want to, like, stop doing one and, like, we're just going to only focus here. Like, even though I, if we did stay focused in one thing, we'd probably do better in that one area. But I feel like it's so fun being able to do this and then come back to the studio and, and get these uh, things off of our head and have fun and then, boom, go to the other grow room and, and spray lot some pollen around or whatever like it's just more i'd say yeah, it's just coming down to time we're just running out of time and hours in the day is <laughs> just trying to fit it all in and, and make it all work and 
you know, the, with live in the garden albums, it's been super cool. Like recording in the garden and being out there at the same time of watering and making songs, but it is definitely getting more and more uh, tricky, sneaking it all in and making it work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it seemed way easier than, than it sounds easier too, than it actually is like to bring all that equipment up the hill, every single studio session, breaking it, setting it up and breaking it down at the end of the night. And then like trying to beat the dew before everything gets wet. Um, just like, trying to make everything on the spot too is pretty savage we like to test ourselves like it's a concert you know what i mean it's not like we have a plan this shit over and over again and, and then record it and re-record it and re-record it it's just like one take shit going on it's just to push our own self and to make it more loose and fun instead of being so perfected and stuff like that or it's just funner music for us you know as I sit here and listen to you guys' answer, I kind of realize it's an unfair question, too, especially realizing that he has children on the way, and you may have children on the way uh, someday. <laughs> ah, someday. I don't want to curse you, brother, or nothing like that. <laughs> not trying to put that out of you, brother. Not trying to put that out. But what I'm getting to here is you guys have, you know, you're in a, you're, we're in a weird time and a rare opportunity, you know, and I, what, basically what I'm getting to is, you know, I, I was asking you basically, you know, would you ever put your eggs in one basket? And that, as I listen to your answer and I think about it, man, I don't know if I would be honest with you because where we're at in time and what you guys got going and what the future could hold i mean to put your eggs in one basket i don't know think looking back at the question and your answer i don't know if i would because (laughs) uh seriously because you have a great thing going you've got a brand going right now it's got a it's got a good thing to build on which you you know your records your albums your music will live forward, you know what I mean? So that's something that's going to proceed no matter what you guys do. You guys wrap it up right now that there's yeah. still going to be music out there sure. forever to be dealt with anyway. Yeah. So on top of that, you've got the breeding going on, and uh, so that can proceed as well. So, and now you, so now you guys have got a brand going, basically, an image that could uh, be in – be transcend you guys and it's we're in a weird era to where actually it could become a family thing to where you know what i mean it's passed down the the whole thing the name uh the rights all that could pass on to the kids so you know how would you guys feel about you know making it a multi-generational thing would you pass on your knowledge and you know would if they were interested would you show them everything Give them all you got. Give them the keys to the city and shit. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but definitely, we we uh, we give them all the resources we could if that's the route they wanted to go in. For sure, we'd uh, we'd get them there. Yeah, it's like the big thing, like how it's come to now, and how our our uh, <laughs> our efforts have came into building a brand as a whole. Like you're saying, is like now, like what we've been focused on also with with the permitted farm and with the music and then with like licensing things and working with in other states with other people and stuff is all like the next steps that we've been starting to get into and and all that's it's pretty it gets serious but it's all like new to us and super fun and it's cool to see that 
the brand is like at that point where it is like a stamp almost where you can have like the mineral dope stamp on something and it, it means something super sick to see. Right on, right on. So yeah, it will be cool to see how you guys transcend in the future. You know what I mean? It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. You know. Ain't no telling what the future will bring for everybody. It will be for sure clean ass meds. <laughs> Whatever recreational and medicine, it's all gonna be the same flower, and it's gonna be super good. Well, and I'm again. I may be speaking from a, like a greedy standpoint here, but uh, you know, the music doesn't have to be pounded out. You know, uh, an album every month, as long as you guys get together once in a while, throw us a track. Uh, you know, that'd be awesome. Keep keep providing us some beats to fucking uh, to pro- you know live our journeys, progress in our journeys as well. It'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully that. That can stay. The way that music is, <laughs> yeah, sure. the way that music always is for us is always a, a uphill battle to to try to get our music to sound at this like platinum level to where it's up at the same standards as what what you're used to, you know, with mainstream music and stuff and and like all that's like studio equipment always upgrading and getting better shit like that. It's like constantly like gets to a point where we're getting closer and closer to having the next level equipment in there and everything starts to sound like another notch again so it's always fun for us to try to get to that next notch too and it's just Ah, for me it's so fun just making the songs too i still i'd say we've been to hear the music as much as you guys like every time like oh man the album's getting ready to come out we're like okay should we uh, start working on the next one (laughs) we never like to promote our music enough like we're always like oh man i'm just fiending to make more music like but i it's definitely uh i don't think the music will ever stop for sure it might slow down a little bit at one time but i mean we always have so much ideas we got like the we have like five more album titles ready to go already and ideas and concepts like it's just uh, like finding the time to do it if if we could only focus on music we would be going crazy but uh, we got to make sure to spend a little time in each lane and make it keep going. For me, you know, on my end, man, I appreciate you guys trying to, you know, step up the production and all that shit, trying to make sure it's premium platinum quality, you guys. But, you know, at least on my end, I've always appreciated the fire, the passion in it, man. You guys, you know, the bounce, the happiness, you the, you know, that comes out in the music and when you know you're pushing for greatness every time that can be really stressful you know what i mean we appreciate the perfectness but man we love the passion you know what i mean don't don't lose the passion even if it's a little gritty or whatever man fuck that leave it gritty put it out there and have fun man have fun with that shit don't we try to kill yourselves striving for perfection sorry it's just, man, as a producer, the way that these new noises and instruments are coming out, and holy shit, man, every six months they got some crazy new thing that you want to make a beat with. <laughs> it's just like, holy shit, the future is getting weird and crazy with the way you can manipulate noises, and it just changes so fast. It's like, oh, my God. And it's like the deeper we get into music, 
it's like just like we we can notice more stuff in music where we're like oh man i could just imagine if we can make that sound a little bit cleaner or juicier man how epic would it be but at the end of the day like you know we're never gonna achieve like that super mainstream quality because they're on some outrageous crazy equipment like you know way above our stuff that we'd be able to do but yeah it's like what you're saying it's just the passion that we have in it and and making that kind of music where that's where it definitely counts for sure but we just like we we always like strive to make it cleaner sound like we can make this one sound a little better but it's always hard to like you know we outdo tracks or like like the weed nerd song we're like man we, we can't i'm not gonna be able to you know outdo the weed nerd song it was such an epic thing at the time you can't like beat that song but we just want to make sure we're making songs up to par with it and we're doing stuff that's like okay yeah this is this is legit right here so we're, we love music a lot and we have fun with it and then we got some yeah. and it's cool that you're saying that uh how you how it sounds so good to you too because there's like we get so much uh positivity there's not a lot of negative like comments on stuff like there's there's a lot of positive stuff so it, it's also getting to me to where i've started to get extra experimental on some shit recently on this new album there's a song called overgrow the planet where i went so crazy on the beat i'm like i'm gonna do my own thing to like the most outrageous and there's a couple of parts that are they're so crazy but so sick sounding it's gonna be nuts when like everyone hears that on a real loud system it's pretty crazy sounding beat i can't wait man i can't wait to be honest with you you know, I dig a lot of your music, man. And there's not too many tunes I can really, right off the cuff, go, man, I don't like that. There's not one, not one. I, I dig all of them. I can play, I'm serious. I had fucking uh, Planters of the Tree. Them two CDs were in my truck until they could no longer be played, to be honest with you. They floated around in that truck until they just could not be played anymore. <laughs> It's good stuff, man. I, you know, I, I dig it, man. Like I said, I have passed it along to friends too. You know, I, I that is no word of a lie about trying to pass it on to a grandma. You know, yeah, check this out. I mean, it's, it is. It's a fun way to, you know, there's little bits and tips in there, and it's fun to listen to. So why not? Why not? You know, and so, and it's part of the culture. It has become part of our culture. For sure. Uh, when I mentioned you guys were coming on, you guys, everybody was stoked. And, you know, that's because we all listen to it. We, we've all have at least one tune we like and stuff. And uh, it, shout out to you guys. Keep killing it. Hopefully you guys can bring it to Michigan at least once. I know it's hard, but, you know, I'm... You'll see if you can ever, you know, we make it happen that uh, sales ticket sales won't be a problem. <laughs> I don't think ticket sales will be your problem. That's for sure. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. We're for sure going to be out there way more than once, guaranteed. How are things going out there for you guys right now? Like, uh, like places open and are concerts going on in your area or what's happening? Well, we've had. As far as concerts, I don't know because I haven't went to a concert here in a bit. Weed events, we've snuck some in. We've snuck some in. Not major events, but we've definitely had some events this year. So, you know, hopefully 
and things are pretty open right now. You know, unfortunately, I had a, our governor at one point did try to lock us down pretty tough, and we fought back, you know, very tough here. We actually threatened to impeach her, pull her right out of office at one point. <laughs> and at one point, I think she even had the stance of, uh, like, fuck them. <laughs> they, they wanted to pull me out of office, fuck them. But <laughs> so I think things may open back up here in, pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, I know we're looking forward to it. So hopefully things pop, we can get you here. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely know. It definitely won't be won't be hard once things open back up. But we're, we're going to make it a... a definitely a staple we got to hit that spot for sure is there anything special you guys have uh planned out for 21 since we're just passing the new the new year and i guess that could be an appropriate question (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean 2021 is looking pretty good for us like we've been you know this last year during all the stuff we stayed real busy at at our at the home grow and our personal grow, we filmed the next, uh, the volume two of our how to grow DVD, where we went into breaking it down on the no-till revolution and showing how to build, you know, living soil and doing cover crops and teas and all these things. So we have that DVD is in production right now, getting printed and that's set to be coming out. We're shooting to release it on like March 1st. So the how to grow Mendo dope volume two, the no-till revolution. We're super excited that that's going to be coming out. We we spent a lot of time on it. We had a lot of fun doing it. And man, some of the new strains that we grew on it, super fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's going to be epic. Super cool angles and all kinds of cool, like, uh, with the no-till, you know, how much life it brings into the garden. It's We got some real cool shots of different things going on, up-close shots of the predator bugs and praying mantises. It's super cool DVD. Yeah, we've been getting into the whole like film side more and more over the years of, of doing all these like uh, grow videos and things like learning about <clears throat> filming and taking pictures and doing because all this stuff that we do, you know, is it's all independent and in the house stuff where from the music and this growing and filming like that's all us on the camera, taking the pictures, uh, filming, editing it, you know, down to the music that we're doing so we've been learning about it a lot more and, and just having fun with it and trying to make it stuff that we really like, because, you know, this is, we know if, if we're liking it, then you guys are going to like it for sure. So um, it, it's super cool. It's like, it really breaks it down in a simple way of showing people like if they want to get into that no-till style growing, like it's a lot different than our first DVD that we did. And um, it's super cool. And we definitely got want to give a big shout out to our homie, Minnesota nice you know, he's he's the one who really sparked the no-till interest in in our minds and getting us into it and, and telling us about it and seeing some of his uh, herb when we got to fly out there for some concerts. Um, it was really eye-opening. And so I mean, we've always liked to grow organically, and that just lined it up with even more of a, a perfect style for us. So once we got into it, we just wanted to share that knowledge and you know, a lot of people before always told us we should put together a, a DVD. So we made it happen. And everyone liked it. So it was time that we wanted to do another one and show a different kind of angle on growing, a different style that you can do and just uh, have fun with it and show people the, the no-till revolution. Oh, 
it is too. It's uh, it's seeping in over here. I'm not quite no till yet, but man, the organics is here. I hate to say it. I, I, I don't hate to say it. I do, and I don't. You know what I mean? I only hate to say it because, well, I've, I've worked with soil a few times in and out, but I've been in cocoa now for a long time. Been in cocoa for a long time. Now. And I've been doing this now for a minute, and I'm kind of known for being in cocoa. And so I let a friend of mine, uh, Smiley's Gardens, kind of, we've got talking back and forth on the show and he's all organics you know he's but he kills it don't get me wrong he does very well in his organics i do i think i do pretty good in my cocoa but it came to the point where it was like okay let's put them side by side and you know i'll hook you up I, he did too he fucking hooked me right up we hooked up at fucking one of these michigan events by the way, if you're looking for them, they said in chat too. That's this is a double whammy. We have a Michigan event up here in northern Michigan. It's in a campground, so it's like a campground weekend. You can actually hang out. It's actually really cool because you get to do the event, hang out at the event, and then you can camp at night. So everybody hangs out and then blazes all night long by campfires. So it's like super cool. So. We met up there in northern Michigan. He's like, all right, where's your truck at? I'm like, you got him? He's like, you got him. So he, he hooked me up with some earth boxes full of soil. Here you go. And they're here. They're fucking actually fucking killing it. They're actually chasing. They're, they're right here, actually, to be honest with you guys. They're right in these tents. It, them are the earth boxes. Well, let me see here. The earth boxes right there. You can see them, the long boxes. Yeah, yeah. And them are my cocoa. Them are my cocoa girls hiding behind the middle strip there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're they're ready to flower. They need to flip like any day. But them them earth boxes, the organics is chasing the cocoa right the fuck out of the tent. By the time I flip, I might have to pull those right out. So you say the you know no till the organics take over. It's actually happening right there. <laughs> you can actually see the difference in them. Where if I find that damn lens somewhere, yeah, they uh, look a little thicker and a little greener from here. Oh, they're super greener, man! I can't find. <laughs> I got a lens floating around here. But yeah, if I could find that lens, you would definitely see that they're super. Oh, there it is. Yeah, you can see now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, see the difference there? Nope. Yeah. Those are hungry. So, yeah, they're so shout out to you guys for pushing the no till revolution there. I'm not no till yet, but it's it's not the eh. easiest to start with. And when you're doing indoors, it's it's harder than what we're doing with outdoors with these giant pots and giant plants. It's it's like uh it's pretty much common sense to do no till. With indoors, it's just a slightly little different style. And especially with cocoa guys like you that love cocoa, there's a certain flow with that cocoa where the your schedules are totally different schedule. <laughs> the way that you do your feeding and stuff has to be on point with that cocoa on. Yeah, Everything. That's one only nice thing about cocoa is if things go squirrely, you can flush out and start again. But. Yeah, fast. 
Uh, it's it's, it's just a little real. embarrassing right now, side by side. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll send you a copy of the DVD when it comes out so you can dabble in it and see if you want to play around. Sometimes, well, we've done it on some of the indoor rooms too. Like we, we're laughing with our homie, Minnesota Nice at the beginning. We're like, you know, we're not quite there yet. We're doing like half no-till. We're just uh -huh. like, we'll throw in some, we'll do that half till. We're doing just some cover crop and a couple of little things that you're doing, but we didn't take it all the way there. But outdoor, we definitely took it 100% and went that route. So uh, do you guys prefer, in your opinion, seed, seed to soil? I know it from the silence, actually. You think it's more bigger it's so, though, you know, and I got you guys side by side. But the songs always say seed to soil. So you think that's the very true, you know, tap root, tap root bigger is that the bigger the plants is that for sure, you know. Yep, yeah. What you see yep. out there in Cali. Guaranteed, yeah. When you were pulling the plants out, those uh seed starts have way thicker root masses going on and the tap root you know, it, it can do little twists and go sideways and do whatever, but you can tell it's totally different root style. It's a, more of a, of like a, just like a more of a tree instead of more of a spider web that the clones do more of a, like lots of little roots and the one seeds just got that big one and then lots of little ones. We have seen some, some monster clones for sure. Over the time, there's, <clears throat> there's been some contenders, but uh, that's like, you gotta be such like perfect timing, the right strain. That's but uh, overall, the seeds definitely have always been just ragers. I'm looking forward to uh, season seeing this year's version in March when it comes out. It's gonna be something good. You know, I actually we all look forward to tips right around that season. You know, I'm looking forward to, I've went outdoors once or twice, just a few plants, mainly go back outdoors to get healthy again. You know, they yeah. kind of went south. So I just kind of set them out on the, on the property line, let them do what they had to do. And when they started looking good again, I took some cuts and then left them to do whatever they had to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> But I've never really done an outdoor grow, and, but I'm looking forward to trying, you know what I mean? I just, I'm, I'm actually watching you guys. I think that's the, I think you guys are kind of adding to the problem, to be quite honest with you. You guys set the, uh, such a nice standard from what I'm used to see and what I would want, you know what I mean? So when I want to go, plan to go outdoors i'm hoping to grow some fucking mendo dope trees out there and you know i'm hoping at that point i thought i was close last year because i'm in i'm in a forest you know and then i thought i could get away with it then i had a problem with the neighbor being like right on the property line last year and I'm like oh but i think i got that fixed i think i got that fixed so this year maybe but I think they, that's just it. I'm not going to go out there and grow no little bushes. I want to grow some fucking mendo <laughs> trees when I go out there. So, <laughs> so hopefully uh, I can watch some of the videos and know how to do it right from start to finish. Right. Uh, grow those trees, man. 
So do you prefer, would you, you know, no spoilers, do you prefer to actually, would you prefer to see in ground, like say tranches dug and like beds work that way or uh, pots, which, uh, or are they both equal in your opinion? Preferably in the ground. If we could do in the ground, it'd be a prime to go as natural as possible. It's like, like the plant was just uh, put there by itself, you know, or like a planet, like it popped up there by itself. The, the pots have been nice though. Like, uh, you know, it's definitely in certain areas, like pots come in handy real good. Um, and like when we started getting up to those bigger pots, like the 600 gallon pots, the 1000 gallon pots, that's like damn near you're in the ground pretty much now. It's a lot of soil for one plant, like a lot of root space. So, uh, but overall being like up on the farm with, with green shock farms, seeing that how it all grows up there naturally, like just in the ground, no pots, like, and over the years, the soil is getting better and better. Like it's definitely the way to go. If you can go straight in the ground, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be the best overall for sure for years to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So any other uh, quick tips you'd like to throw out there? Uh, maybe for uh, outdoor pruning real quick? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these days, you know, what about like with bugs? You know, bugs are a huge fucking problem. I don't know how many bugs you guys are always battling over there, but pretty much got every bug that you can think of always trying to get our plants out here outside. So it's like these days we've been getting real serious with using the bugs to kill the bugs and eat the bugs, you know, like you know, we're using predator bugs, we're using ladybugs, the praying mantises, the, uh, uh, the larva things, the lace, lace, lace wings, the, a couple other different things, like all kinds of different style bugs to start getting a nice ecosystem of good bugs. Because for years, everyone was trying to get real sterile and spray with chemicals and keep all their garden like really, really super clean and free of of any other kind of life but cannabis, you know? And then now we've come to realize throughout all this last few years, how beneficial it is to have certain plants and certain, like lots of different spots where where you can have different kind of bugs going on. Because in nature, there's way more good bugs that kill bad bugs than there is like the ones that are on our weed plants, you know what I mean? From all the years of everyone spraying so much, it's like the strongest bugs want to eat the weed plants. I don't really have too big of a problem with regular plants outside or vegetable plants or anything. So now it's we've been getting real serious with the bugs and it's starting to work really good. You just get a nice start, you know what I mean? And st once it starts building up, you can start to see the difference. It takes a little bit and you want to have a couple little little spots for them to hide and you want to have some, some good cover crops in there and flowers always coming in and blooming throughout the season. But it's really nice. You can see the difference. Way less work on spraying, way cleaner plants. So, uh, hold on, I see a question in chat here. Ask about the indoor grow lights they use. Do they, you guys getting technical there? Uh, so, they were asking a couple of clones. Do you prefer clones from outdoors or do you prefer clones from indoors? I guess. Um, how they glow. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, all our clones that start from our mother room would be inside all winter, and then clones get cut from those and go outside. And then we'll recut the clones at the end of the year and put them back in. So other than cannabis, when you guys are in your downtime, uh, what what can we see you doing? What what do other things do you guys enjoy other than cannabis in the downtime? Is there anything other than cannabis? Is it always <laughs> Yeah, we for sure we we got um you know, we like to do uh you know we always like whipping cars, like don't doing like race like a little bit of racing stuff and doing donuts. We got trucks now, so we're doing a little more off-roading and stuff and we got a little donut spot set up actually in front of our uh, studio so we can whip some donuts in between recording and <laughs> playing with the plants. <laughs> um, That's pretty awesome. And we got like, uh, we like to go, we got a jet ski too that we go like summertime as much as we can, which isn't as much as we as we want to, but we try to go jet skiing <laughs> a couple times a year at least and go dipping on the water. We definitely uh, here and there get a little bit of video game action in too, you know. Um, sometimes <laughs> we'll have to, to whoop each other on some different games, whether it's racing or UFC or something. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while we get in UFC mode where we get like hooked for a couple weeks and whoop and get real serious betting on it sometimes. We love two, $2 <laughs> bets, $5 bets. <laughs> <clears throat> You guys got uh, next week's fucking uh, is it next week? Two weeks. We got two weeks for the counter fight. Who you guys got on the counter fight? I haven't even really paid attention to what was happening. Yeah, I'm not the sure. Last fight. <laughs> I'm Who's counter fighting? Uh, Portier, Justin Portier. Oh, well, they got involved. I always, I don't really like Connor that much, but he seems to be such a badass. <laughs> it's hard to count him out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how sad that Cartier really is. Like, has he got the heart that Connor has or something? Huh? Connor just takes a whooping and keeps on going. Yeah, it should be a pretty good fight. It should be a pretty good fight for the video. Yeah, it'd be cool to see that. I enjoy, I just kind of like, for me, I don't know. I, I do enjoy Connor myself. He's kind of a wise ass. He puts on a good show anyway. He's for sure what, what it takes, yeah, to just get the people riled up on. <laughs> Yeah. He's got it. What he can back it up though. He's a yeah, he's a good yeah. player as well. So every time I put like against him, he wins. <laughs> I dig the fucking uh, the donut parking lot there, man. I really do. What a way to blow off some steam and shit. Get a little worked up and shit. Just go fucking hammer some donuts. Yeah, you can only come out out of that sesh smiling, I would think. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday or the day before when we were doing it, it was way too slick, and we couldn't even barely get it spinning because it just kept pushing. We tried to get it sideways, and it pushed and pushed, and kind of like ended up going sliding into our little uh, canopy frame a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumping. It's like super muddy out there. and We're just trying to whip it. And it was just a little too gooey. <laughs> Still sounds like a lot of fun, guys. Still sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We definitely yeah. Try, to, try to have as much fun as possible and try not to, you know, let the stress bring us down ever and just... That's what's cool about the music, being able to go in and 
and you know Bleezy gets in some crazy vibes sometimes and he'll have the raw beats or he'll be in a super stoned out chill vibe like it's always cool to get in there and blow off some steam and just uh, get away from all the the world's chaos sometimes with all the craziness going on Red Eye Rossler kind of basically asks, how many how many joints go into a good fucking, how much cannabis goes into a track? <laughs> it, I, it varies. And I mean, like, I guess it's hard, like, depending on if you're talking like the whole span of like writing the song, recording it, and then down to like mixing it and everything like that. Because sometimes the, the whole mix on the song is quite a process and Lazy will be smoking pretty tough during that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say that on an average, we're probably pushing like maybe at least seven grams to a, sometimes an ounce or something. When we got Johnny Fingers doing guitar licks, <laughs> holy shit. This dude takes like 60 different takes to do his solo because he's so picky and he knows how to hit every note in the book to where it's like, it's too much now almost. He knows too much guitar to where now he's so picky and intricate with every little twist that he does. And then we're in there for like three hours for a one minute solo. So we're blowing blunt after blunt, <laughs> waiting for him to be done with this damn solo. <laughs> Other than that, like, have you, old he was pushed have you ever forward. guys ever considered maybe he just hasn't had his fill yet? <laughs> he's like, man, I ain't high enough. This one ain't good enough. Fire up another blunt. <laughs> That's the point about Tony is he doesn't even really blaze. Like he he, he eats uh, some edibles sometimes, but he doesn't really smoke. So, man, he, we're just sitting there like getting more and more tacked out. His hands just getting tired. He's just like, oh my god, man. <laughs> but he's a, he's a badass for sure. I can't even imagine the work. Like I say, you guys tried for pretty much perfection there, so I can't imagine going take after take after take, you know, putting together a track like that. It's, it, it's got to be a lot more work than, you know, yeah, a freestyle a- rap that we like all like think it is. You know what I mean? A one take and done. From beginning <laughs> to beat, starting to make the beat. Like it could take me like somewhere where sometimes like three hours to make like a serious beat. And then he's pretty fast. But if you're counting him riding separate than that, you know, it's like another hour or two at the most. He's pretty fast though. <laughs> yeah. It's like on a long version song, it could take us, yeah, like shit, like 10 hours to make one song. Sometimes it goes super fast. But if we're getting real serious and picky with ourselves and we got live drums were mixing and live guitar and live bass and all my stuff I did. And then we got someone singing on it. And especially the reggae dudes, they got crazy style. So they got a lot of tracks to, it's like a huge puzzle that I'm putting together and it's, it can take some time. I bet. So does the band aspect come into a, you know, the possibility of touring with the band how does does that weigh in, kind of a little bit, when you're producing a track? You know, thinking, eh, we might be playing this live, you know, with a band. <laughs> so does that figure in with the track when you're putting it together? Yeah, the last like few albums, it's been like that, where I know that I'm gonna try to make one that's like got a live feel, and then if it works out, I'm like, yep, this is one that we're gonna want to add to the set list, and and then I've uh after playing with the band for a couple of years, I have my like 
way that I see what everyone's doing more. And I see how these, how songs can be put together in a kind of a different way also. So like on this new CD, there's like four, four or five songs that are like kind of made for concerts and for the band to play. But then I kind of go overboard all the time and add too much stuff to where now on the live concert, there's no way we're going to be able to do all the instruments. <laughs> well, that's one of the things too, man. I've seen some crazy shit, man. I mean, I didn't even think it was possible, you know, till, and I, and I actually hate to use this reference. Not that it wasn't a good or a good artist, just not my kind of artist. You know what I mean? And, and again, it was one of those moments, and don't think, don't think I haven't done it. I have actually put you guys right into high times when they fucking announce, you know, who we got. <laughs> who we got that time, man. They, Michigan teams, they get the fucking, the fucking two by high times <laughs> when it comes to shit. Every time we see like a Cali cup, it's like, yeah. They come to Michigan, it's like, oh. <laughs> but shit's possible, man. And this in particular artist wowed me. And you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it, but it was part of the concert. And it was Melissa Etheridge, to be honest with you. Okay. And it was just her. And fucking I thought it was gonna be like, uh, but she actually put on a fucking decent show. She it was her, just her. And with a fucking little machine, she like would start the beats going and then like just let it play loop. You yeah. know what I mean? She kind of looped together a bunch of shit, man. I thought it, it, I didn't think that kind of shit was possible. She rocked with a, she put out a decent concert that day by yeah. herself, you know, with technology. And I, I didn't think that kind of shit was possible, but obviously, you know, it is. Pretty much, yeah. With, uh, I, I mean, with music these days, I think about anything is possible now. You can make anything any noise or any kind of a sample hit or all kinds of different crazy different things you can do. Looping and sound effects. <laughs> but holy crap, is it a lot of work to work with the band and like get a real hour show tape really locked in with the band and have the transitions hitting and all of us really on point and in the, in the pocket. That's like a whole nother animal right there. So how you guys hanging in there? You know, I value you guys' time, man. This is super awesome, and I don't want to overextend, <laughs> overextend your guys' good gracious hanging out there. You're thinking about so the, uh, less until the ten thirty or our time ten thirty. Few more minutes then. Few more minutes. Yeah, so blow the rest of this blunt with you. Right on. <laughs> well, it's good time then to kind of do what I gotta do so this show does happen nightly you know I uh, don't expect you to watch but if you guys ever get bored uh, get a lot of cool poke people on Tim Blake will be on next week we, you know, we've had Danny Danko and a lot of great people throughout the industry on it's definitely worth checking out time to time but uh, there's two versions well actually there's three versions of this show there's this version the spotlight 
And then, like I told you, it goes on from 11.30 to 4.20, basically, sometimes longer. There's been a couple 4.20 episodes where we've went 24 hours just smoking weed and hanging out with folks. <laughs> all that shit, man. We did, uh, we did a 420 episode with, like, all most of the YouTubers. We had fucking Pedro and Tanase and fucking Doggo the Hut was on last week. And, nice. But we've had a few of those 24-hour episodes. Thanksgiving, we did one. Christmas, we did one. But uh, that's the rabbit hole. So when a short show goes midway, I stop on. We, the second half is what we call the rabbit hole. And then rabbit holes are either filler or no guest night. So if you guys happen to tune in and uh, there's a rabbit hole, this here Zoom number is the same Zoom number. So if you guys ever seen, you know, hop on, see the rabbit hole. And it's usually a multi-panel, you know, guests hanging out, doing whatever. If you guys want to pop on, shoot the shit. You don't need an invitation. You can just barge right in and say, what the fuck, man, no dope's here. <laughs> Fire it up, boys. Uh, more than welcome. You don't even need an invitation. Just pop on anytime you see fit. It's always the same number. So uh, just part of the deal of doing the show. And, uh, of course, there's the organics episode that Smiley does, you know, once a month there. So that's the third version of the show. But, uh, again... Guys, keep get bored, whatever. Want to promote a song, track, video, whatever. Yeah. Doors open. You don't need an invite. Please don't think you need an invite. <laughs> you, uh, Thank you, yeah, we appreciate it. Fucking Mendo Dope. Come anytime <laughs> you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely appreciate it. It's been fun on this show, man. We definitely, we always hear a lot of good stuff from people online, and definitely uh, a lot of people look forward to this show. and want to say thanks for everyone in the chat for tuning in it's been super cool hanging out oh. and getting to chop it up like we appreciate all your guys' support and uh we're looking forward to to bring in this new music and the, the dvd to everybody you know the the next single dropping february 1st and then we're doing another single march 1st april 1st and the full album's dropping on 420 wow that's a was that planned out? Yeah, we've been trying to get our our marketing plan a little dialed in more and more every album. We got like a visual, you know, like we recorded making the song and we have different music video things that we're going to have for each drop and try and take it, take it real serious on this album, get as much pushing as we can and then just kind of get it out to the world. And this album, uh, you know, no, you know what the first is, right? Which is this next verse? The February 1st? What's that? And, I mean, did that, that's what I'm saying. Did that happen in coincidence or? No, what's February 1st? That's, that's pretty wild. Wow. No, Sub's birthday is the 29th. That's when you came on. Sub's death is was February 1st. February. Oh, damn. So you're releasing Weed Nerd Nation 2 on the date of his passing. This would be uh, the next I don't next know if you guys day. knew that or not. That's, yeah, I didn't even, <laughs> didn't know I didn't even realize it came up that fast. It's very, crazy. Very bad with dates. Um, yeah, oh, that's yeah. So, yeah, the song that comes out February 1st is Legends. And that one's dedicated to all the he's legends. He's a legend. Just like Sub, yeah. So he's the, 
the those like the main. Wow, what an eerie coincidence, ain't it? That's Is that not an eerie fucking coincidence? Very, very. There, there's. Weird. I got fucking goosebumps. I don't know about you guys, but putting that all together, man, I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this album. Well, that's pretty. This album's came together wow. in a in a crazy way for sure. It's, Wait till you hear the first. <laughs> yeah. Should we spoil it or no? Well, I wish we had it right yeah. here to but play. No, let's do. Um, we're gonna have. We'll definitely. Wait till you hear the the album. We're gonna have to so send you the very first song. We just have a little. Yeah. Something you're gonna like. I mean. And it's gonna be. It's very deep, but it's a. Uh, it starts, you start, yeah, it's a sick start to the CD. You'll like it. The secrets. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, uh, well, the last thing I want to ask of you guys before you go, and you guys probably no fucking stranger to that, but uh, I always ask, try to get the, what I call the sound bite from everybody before they go. And you guys probably know stranger to a sound bite, but basically what I'm looking for is, hey, this is fucking Mendo Dope, and we're on fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 291. A little, little plug for you guys' episode here, if you could. Uh, that would be amazing. I'm ready and recording anytime you guys want to throw it down, man. Hell yeah. What uh, did you say is episode 291? 291 since March, man. 291. All right. Are you... All right. <laughs> All right. We can kick it off. Yeah. What's up, y'all? This is Mendo Dope, and you're tuned in on fucking talking shit with Eagle on episode 209, representing the Weed Nerd Nation. 291. Uh, oh, shit. 291. <laughs> I got the numbers mixed up. 291. Take two. Take two. <laughs> What up, y'all? This is Mendo Dope. What up? You're here on fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 291, representing the Weed Nerd Nation. Yeah, thank you guys, man. That's amazing. And again, man, I can't thank you enough for everything you guys do in the community, for the community, helping provide those fucking kick-ass beats while teaching us how to grow, you know. It, it does, man. A lot of that music plays in a lot of grow rooms, and it it is uh, marking an awesome time in our lives, man. So keep doing what you guys are doing, and uh, thank you for taking the time out to hang out, man. I fucking it's been a complete honor with me, man. I I, I am, I'm a big fan. I hate to say it, but I guess <laughs> I guess in this instance, fuck it, I'm a fanboy, man. It's fucking Mendo dope. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate everything. <laughs> Much love, my brother. Yeah, we where, appreciate it. Thanks where can uh, where can everybody find you guys? Of course, on Instagram, but where can they uh, Spotify? Uh, where can they get a hold of uh, the album here? Pretty much, it's, when it uh, comes out, it's everywhere. You know, like everywhere you could have a streaming music play. We're on a, like every site. Yeah, every site. The sure. main one we're trying to get pushing harder is spotify so if everyone could tune in on spotify and keep that loop and make a playlist and keep sharing I'm a subscriber. That, spotify is a good one that we're trying to build that up yep definitely need to get our spotify levels up a little bit more with everyone's help and uh yeah besides that it'll definitely be streaming on pandora you know itunes um on our youtube channel uh we'll be 
dropping a, a few different videos for these singles and also putting up some like behind the scenes video from the recording of the album, which on this one was super cool because we traveled around to like five different gardens. Uh, a shout out to the homies with the Turp Hogs crew, Fields and Tone, um, Green Shock Farms, shout out to Heart Rock Mountain Farms. Um, we did some stuff at our personal grow, so it was really dope to take this album around to different spots and, and just intertwine it with the culture and bring all these vibes together. So just want to shout out to everybody out there and, and thank you for all the support. Um, we'll be getting some new merchandise on our website, uh, mendodopemusic.com. Yep, a whole bunch of stuff coming. We just put a huge order in. Yep, and uh, yeah, the DVD will be coming out March 1st, and uh, we're super excited and uh, hope you guys are ready for some more growing this season we wish everyone a good year and hopefully things get better and we can see some of you guys out on the road and hit the stage and keep it rocking again thank you guys this again this show the reach of the read nerd power mendo dope fans this has been one of my biggest episodes and i'm telling you right now i've had a lot of great people on but i've never had uh, 160 consecutive tuning in on a friday night this is a yeah, first thing cool. that's what's up because mendo you. dope was here man that's for sure we'll definitely we'll definitely make it happen again you know it'd be cool to uh get you a couple songs and maybe we can pop on and do a little quick chat on some other music and uh you know we got some cool stuff coming so we look forward to it yeah thank you guys uh i don't know what to say else man i'm stoked man i'm i uh, it's going to be a good night, man. It's going to be a good night, man. Oh, yeah. We're going to be right yeah. now. I'm definitely lit, man. It's been a cool one. And, uh, yeah. See my eyes look blue. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this up. If you guys want to check yourselves out, uh, that'd be cool. Uh, if not, man, I'm going to fucking just end it out, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Mendo Dope. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again. Thank you guys again. If you didn't hear February 1st, March 1st, be looking for that shit. Mendo Dope, man. This ends this portion of the show. You guys know the deal. Uh, do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'll see you guys in the rainbow hole. We are out. Peace. Peace.